we've been in Brown four or five times now. What about you guys for your first time? What, what was your thoughts when you walked into the event centre? What, what's your feelings about your trip to Boston? It was madness. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like a party. Yeah. Everything's just like massive over there. It was like going to a huge concert, really, yeah. when we first walked in there. A festival or something. Yeah. yeah. Especially the main room when you yeah. walk in, oh, you see all the seats yeah. and a huge screen mm. at the front. You're like, geez, this is huge. Yeah. 26,000 this year, so what's that? Another 7,000 on top of last year. I can't even remember where they're going, but yeah. in the back of Darmesh's and Brian's talk this year, there was a good thousand people min standing at the back. It was absolutely out, packed out. Welcome to Inbound After Hours. We've just got back from Inbound 19. Eight of us here. We're all absolutely knackered. Well, I am personally. How's everyone feeling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've, had, we've had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> we've, um, it's been an eventful trip. We had a bit of a balls up at the airport. Someone uh, booked the wrong name on a ticket and didn't book cases. Mm. But apart from that, it's been a, a really good trip. Yeah. So, who wants to start off with the key takeaways? Uh, Ricky, do you want to yeah. talk about what you've learned during your trip? Yeah, tons. Um, I guess the one actionable one we can talk about today is around Facebook groups. Um, so there's a couple of themes that flow through a few days around how organic visibility for Facebook's gone off the cliff. Um, I think Ryan Dice said over the last five years it's gone from like 26% visibility to 0.5%. Um, and then the next day I was in a talk about how to use Facebook groups, so that was to combat not having visibility on pages. Um, and they're reporting engagement on Facebook pages at like 40% at the moment. Um, and over the last year, Facebook's made a load of changes to the algorithm to, to boost pages. And they've also made quite some good changes in the UX of the app itself to boost pages as well. So you'll notice if you load the app, the top corner now has actually got just an icon for groups. Um, and their mission is to get a million people using group, a billion, sorry, people using groups uh, by the end of 2022. It's currently 400 million, so that's our agenda. Uh, so I guess for marketers, Facebook are taking groups seriously. That's where you're getting the visibility, so get on and in there. Um, and marketer, I guess the one I went talk went to is how do you market your group? And the sum of it was pretty much like you'd market anything send it out to your email database, put on your email signatures, write blogs about it, do podcasts about it, whatever it is, just get it out there. Do we do have a group? We do, Andrew, yeah, thanks for mentioning that. that. <laughs> so, uh, very good segue there. Yeah, Inbound After Hours Facebook group, lively, 300-ish members. Yeah. Get yourself on there. It's a brave America. It is. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ricky. Just before we, we, we go around the room, we've been, uh, we've been inbound four or five times now. What about you guys for your first time? What, what was your thoughts when you walked into the event centre? What, what's your feelings about your trip to Boston? It was madness. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like a party. Yeah. Everything's just like massive over there. It was like going to a huge concert, really, yeah. when we first walked in there. A festival or something. Yeah. yeah. Especially the main room when you yeah. walk in, oh, you see all the seats yeah. and a huge mm. screen at the front. You're like, geez, this is huge. Yeah. 26,000 this year, so what's that? Another 7,000 on top of last year. I can't even remember where they're going, but yeah. in the back of Darmesh's and Brian's talk this year, there was a good thousand people yeah. min standing at the back. Well, it was absolutely out, packed it? out. Yeah. Yeah. On, on that note, how good were Darmesh? I thought that was oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's one of my, my yeah. favourite talks. Yeah. It's yeah. very personable, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah, everyone can just relate to him. He's yeah. just so cute. I just wanted to take him home oh. with us. I got, <laughs> all, I got so emotional when he swam, and I was like, oh my god, yes, he's doing it. I was like, oh. 
I don't know if I was just hungover though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did you do any drinking then during the trip? Oh you Jesus, oh, too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kept it cash, not much. Oh yeah. God. Paced ourselves. No. Yeah. 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 And it went a bit wild. Yes, it did. Let's pick on someone. Let's pick on Amy then. Oh, gosh. What have you learned during your trip? Oh, my gosh. I learned far too much. My little brain to handle. (laughs) But I think the main thing that I learned was all about emails because I use, I write them like every single day. Um, And I've sort of struggled with them recently, like trying to like write for the clients. But I'm writing for the client and not the client's customers, which is where we've been going wrong. And um, we're sort of writing for them to like sign it off. But obviously when they get a low open rate and low click-through rates because we're writing mm-hmm. for the client and not for them. Um, so I've really learned like, how to try and like, introduce humour <laughs> so that the customers get it. Sort of like an inside joke, which uh, we've, I've actually used like since we've come back and it's been signed off straight away. So I'm hoping yeah. that when we send that out, it will do really well because it's sort of trying to get on their level because even though the client knows their business so well, the customer might not. And that's what they're not getting like they're not understanding that we're writing for that customer and they might not know as much. And so we're just trying to get on their level, which is probably the best thing I've learned so far, really. I love that. Thank you, Amy. Really good, yeah. yeah. Anyone yeah. else? Maisie, you got anything for us? Mm. Yeah, I've got... Um, I learned a lot of things, but one main thing was that um, they said that the buyer's journey isn't linear anymore, It's but it's not looped either. They said that it's more like a playground, so people like children can enter and exit mm. as they please they can go on um any of the like the seesaw the swing and then back to the seesaw slide like can go anywhere they said that um they can go backwards forwards sideways wherever so we need to start reflecting that in our content we can't assume that just because someone goes into awareness it'll be considered decision delight it can be they can jump they can go backwards um so our content should our internal links should cater to all of the um, buyer's journey stages and then we should have we should have like notes like references to the fact that oh you might have decided that you don't want to do this anymore so try checking out this link or if you do if you have decided check out this link so then everyone is covered so they're not just going to leave your blog yeah. and be like I want to go elsewhere. I hear that right so the, the funnel's dead. <laughs> yeah. The flywheel's dead and it's now the playground. The playground. <laughs> Good to know. I like Cal, you got anything for us? Yeah, I mean, second year, I absolutely loved it. Um, I think one of the best talks I went to, I mean, there was so much, but one of the best ones was with George Thomas, just on video. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know how massive video is, uh, especially where it's come in the last year, using HubSpot and Vidyard. And um, I think it's just about how you can personalise video within the sales process a bit more. And it's something I know I need to do a lot more than what we currently do. Um, and it's just to tell the story, be yourself, and don't be afraid to uh, to make mistakes because it just shows your yeah. human, really. Mm. A lot on storytelling this year, didn't mm, you? Know, yeah. Mm. Everyone, we're on about this at lunchtime today. Everyone's telling stories, yeah. a lot of talks. Mm. Yeah, yeah so very much. Yeah. I think three of my talks mm-hmm. was all about that. So. Yeah. Cool. Sammy. Yeah, leading into that, um, that was a recurring theme that I kind of noticed from moving from Darnesh. Um, one of the ladies that I went to watch, Gabriella Piera she was talking about unleashing your brand's storytelling power yeah. um a lot of the times like with the content you kind of think you're posting stuff to post stuff but since i've kind of been to these talks i've really come back and started to look at who it is that we're trying to reach and be authentic and personalize the content 
to your audience because that is, as a brand is your superpower okay. um, which I found was really useful um, so looking at analytics kind of demographics geolocations all of the things that you kind of miss on the day to day just kind of start clean slate mm. and then really look into the nitty gritty and start to connect and um, look at where your audiences are really cool. so I thought that was a really good yeah, I like that. storytelling yeah, sure yeah, I think we're planning to put a, a slide deck together on all our learnings and present it to the full company, so yeah. that's, uh, that's on the agenda. Yeah. Tom? Did, did you get the point that all the speakers were introverts as well? I think every yeah. yeah. speaker <laughs> made the point of trying to say It's a good opening line, that is. Yeah. Yeah. bad <laughs> Why is that? Every, everyone I went to see is open by I'm an introvert. I think it's a safe thing to say, yeah. like, yeah. I'm introverted, so yeah. if I'm rubbish, leave me alone. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I think it's that. Nice yeah. place to start that. Yeah. You kind of didn't believe them, though. Didn't I believe not I believe that, mate, because you can see. Yeah, yeah. Not making eye contact with anyone, just mm. looking at you. Oh, yes. I mean, we went, we went to a talk and he started singing The Greatest Showman. Oh and I was like, Both me and we just sat there and just burst. I was like, Oh my god, what's going on here? Definitely awake then. I was like, Oh, there were a lot more audience participation as well. At one stage, they had us up dancing and he wouldn't let us. He wouldn't let us it have been there a while with me. It mixed the stages up as well. Did anyone go to a room that was weird? Like, like a cat wall? Yeah. 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 I went to one that had three stages in. Yeah, that was in, in the, the hotel, wasn't it? Back between yeah. them. There's loads of weird stages this year. I struggle with that one because you like to see him talking as well yeah. and you kept facing the other audience. Yeah, it was a bit odd, wasn't it? Um, so I think if you got the presence, you could pull mm -hmm. it off, but some of them yeah. didn't. What have you got for um, so if you're a data guy like me, I like to look into like HubSpot Analytics, Google Analytics. I know it's a really good talk about how you can actually use HubSpot Analytics in each section of the flywheel. So in the attract stage, you look at like traffic anal analysis and look how they've come to your website and why they've come there. And then you can look into it, into the engage stage where they're actually bringing out a new kind of analytics which is attribution, which you can look at like where they've converted and where they've come from. But you can also like go into different parts of attribution analysis and look at what steps they've gone in to become a, like a client or convert. So then you can divide that up into like how different parts like social media, how your blogs have like actually helped them convert, and you can see where you can focus on and where like it's actually doing really well. And then obviously when you go into the delight stage, you can look at the different kinds of feedback you get from the clients. So you can use that then tick it in that you can put in HubSpot to be able to like get back in touch with them or improve like any event or anything or processes that you've got. So like just being able to visualise the flywheel and not having it there but be able to put some data behind it and be able to show the client, I think that'll be really good to see. Yeah. I like that. It's a good way to lay out your reports, just mm -hmm. into the three sections, quite concise. Mm -hmm. Reports can get a bit meaty, can't they, and long. Yeah. So yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be quite a nice way to do it. What did you guys think? Today? What was your favourite? Was it the small group sessions or the or the large keynotes? Mm. I like the keynotes this yeah. year. Yeah. I thought Alexis was really good. Yeah, um, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, and I thought they were uh, yeah really good this year. I think all the, the speaking quality. So mm. been going five mm. years now. It's probably the best year for like quality. I found you always have one or two random rubbish ones basically yeah. um, and I didn't have any really no they were, they were all really good yeah. I didn't pick them any differently I sort of just picked really what I, what I wanted to go to but everybody was 
it's obviously spoken many times that's what they do yeah. they're all really engaging the, the decks were good and they were quite interesting so yeah. a couple of years ago we probably were hitting about 50 percent weren't we like yeah there's a couple of years where you're like it's a um, next like lucky dip sort of thing yeah but, but i agree thing, this year that doesn't last bad that one too remember when you couldn't get in oh bit. yeah with the queues yeah. and stuff but yeah i agree with that the, the quality was much better mm, but i'm not a spotlight keynote person wasn't many of them i enjoyed mm. but i like the little rooms i do about two or three chats with the actual HubSpot guys as well as a podcast one as well as the like analytics yeah. one mm. and they were really really good like the people you wouldn't expect to be up there talking all the time yeah. actually really you learn quite a bit from them and got yeah. more involved with them yeah. you've normally took that tactic of going to the HubSpot ones because they are normally quite yeah. I found that they're normally they? well they're, they're kind of irrelevant but I think they, they attract a lot of good marketers obviously but they're, they're usually pretty pretty on it which I always found it's a good yeah. good tactic mm. yeah the um the guy Kevin Dunn from HubSpot he does all like the company culture and things, and his talk was really good on Partner Day. Um, I think it went with you, didn't mm-hmm. I, Mason? And I was like firing off loads of ideas on like what he was suggesting that we could mm-hmm. do with like a business, like for the culture, and um, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. his speech. It's grown in scope again, yeah. picking mm-hmm. up on that. Like five years ago, it was a marketing conference. Yeah. yeah. And then it's a marketing sales conference. Yeah. Now it's quite a business conference, isn't yeah. it? Okay. So there's tons on leadership, like yeah. you say, tons on culture. Yeah. And I went to someone like HR and also mm. mentoring programs. <coughs> it's actually quite a large <coughs> scope event now. Whereas marketing's probably 60, 70% of it, mm. um, which is quite an interesting change. It does make it a bit more enjoyable. It's not 40 talks about workflows. Mm-hmm. It does mix it up a little bit. Sorry. Yeah, I think similar what Ricky was just saying. I, I actually, as I've sort of been with Digital Twenty Two, I started off going to very tactical talks. And over the years, I've moved. Obviously, as my job's changed, moved into going to more leadership based talks and things. So I had a lot of those, um, which were, which were great for me. And the best sort of hands on actionable thing I went to was, I can't remember the guy's name unfortunately, but he was a product manager at HubSpot. And he was responsible for some of the, the bigger updates, but he's one on one of many. He manages one of the many product teams, um, at HubSpot. And but he used to be a marketer. So what he was talking to us about was the, the framework that the product teams use to make decisions uh, for what they develop next, and is it a good idea or not? And trying to transpose that onto like marketing campaign ideas and how to work through. It's like this five C's framework, um, really in depth and really relevant to make like really good like decisions so treating your campaign like a product really um, and it just it was a, I just loved it like a new angle we obviously go through a lot of campaigns and IQC a lot and managing the team strategists that do that every day it was really valuable to me to think I can bring something back that they could actually give it a go and yeah. see that this is how do it for their own products and maybe we can learn a bit more on that side so I really enjoyed that because it's always nice to be able to bring something back. The leadership ones are like yeah. a bit selfish for me, and I, like, I enjoyed them, but um, got tons of notes on that one, so yeah, looking forward to that. I don't know if you guys agree, but it's sure always the unexpected talks what are usually the best ones. Yeah, um, very much, yeah. We went to see a guy called Michael Litt, he's the CEO of Vidyar, that one of my favourite talks, yeah, all the mistakes he'd made as a business leader. He was kind of where we, we are now three years ago, so we got loads of great tips from him, which we'll be implementing. Uh, public speaking as well, something I want to get better at. 
We're speaking in Sheffield tomorrow, so I'm going to try a couple of these tactics. Oh. Hopefully it'll work. <laughs> uh, interesting as well that the, um, the two most feared things for human beings is the fear of death and fear of public speaking, which I found fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably true. Yeah, probably true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, but all round great trip. Any, any other highlights? What, non-talk? Off, off the record <laughs> highlights. <laughs> <or>? <laughs> I don't think any of us finished that breakfast, did we? No. We finished eating a 18-inch pizza about three hours before. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And there was a side salad too, but that ended up. I don't up know why that ended up. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up somewhere mysterious. Now. <laughs>